Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Get you bored. we got a big hour here. NFL picks. Guess the takes. For week 15, the league coming up bottom of the hour. We also will give you our fair props for Sunday's game, the Eagles at the Bears at Soldier Field on Sunday. And from what I understand, it's going to be pretty darn cold out there. We're sending Howard Eskin in a fur coat to cover this game for WIP. So it's going to be cold. Elliot will be there. And the Eagles are going to show up as nine-point favorites in this game and try to improve the 13-1 and of the season before a trip to Dallas next week. Let's talk some Eagles and Bears with the guy who knows both teams well. Clay Harbor played a long time in the NFL, including three years with the Eagles, 2010 and 2012. Now he's out in Chicago. He knows this Bears team well. He knows the Eagles well. I thought it'd be a good, uh, good guest to get on tonight to talk about this game. Clay, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm out here in Chicago. It's a beautiful day. We, you know, we got the Bears and Eagles coming up. It's exciting for me. It's my hometown team, the team I grew up rooting for. You know, we get to one of the teams I played for, and I still follow. I've been to three or four Bears games this season, so it's going to be an exciting one for me. Clay, um, I think we talked last time in the summer as we were getting ready for the season and, and what we thought about this Eagles team and how good they could be. Clay, are, are you surprised that they've been this good? Actually, probably you could say the word great. Um, I think we both thought this was going to be a good team and we had high hopes, but, man, they've been the best team in the NFL over the first 14 weeks. Are you surprised they've gotten out to this great of a start? You know, I want to say I've been surprised, but really haven't. After just going to that training camp and watching some of these preseason games in person and, and getting out there and checking them out, I, wow, this team really doesn't have any weak spots. And watching Jalen Hurts, I saw how he was getting a lot of hate, and I didn't know why, because what I saw in training camp, I go, this guy is locked in. This guy is just, he's delivering the ball, he's dealing, and he's not even using his running ability. So for me, I feel I don't want to say I was the guy that picked it, but I kind of did call it they're going to win the division. I said Jalen Hurts was going to be the best quarterback in the NFC East, way better than Dak Prescott, and he's done that and a lot more. Clay, I'm sure you heard the 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 clips this week and the story, specifically Micah Parsons, right? Kind of throwing some cold water on the idea that Hurts is the MVP because he plays with a really good team. Where do you come down on that? I mean, you know, yes, the Eagles have a lot of talent around Jalen Hurts, but I think he's played at a level where he deserves that consideration to be the MVP of the league. Where do you come down when we give the credit out to these quarterbacks in terms of is it them, is it the team, and who deserves the MVP because of that? Where do you come down on, on how much credit Hurts deserves for this? I think Jalen Hurts is the MVP. The way he's been able to change, to transform 
from last year to this year has been incredible. And he's leading this team, and he's doing everything right. He is the perfect quarterback for this team. Not a lot of quarterbacks to do what he's doing. Nobody's going to be able to run the zone read, get these third down, crucial third down, has the most red zone touchdowns in the NFL. Things like that is what sets him apart from everyone else. And we have no one else in the league that can do things like that. That's why he's the MVP in my opinion. Yes, I know he's got Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, and Lane Johnson protecting him. Everybody knows that. He's not getting hit much. But still, this guy is dealing. He's delivering the ball. He's running the ball. He's running that offense better than you know, maybe anybody in, the, in the, the last decade of Philadelphia Eagles sports. Clay, let's talk about the game on Sunday. Eagles, Bears, um, you know, we know this Bears team's a transition. They traded away their best defensive player in Roquan Smith, and the defense has taken a big hit because of it. Uh, but they have a young quarterback who, who I, I think you're a big fan of, Justin Fields. It's interesting. There's some similarities there between Hurts when he first got going a little bit and, and Fields now in that their running ability certainly makes the offense go, and they're kind of coming along as a passer. Tell, tell us about this Bears team and where they're at right now. Yeah, they're improving. At least offensively, they're improving. So it's been the tale of two, two seasons for the Bears. The first six games of the year, the Bears have averaged 15 points a game, a little over 15 points a game. They had a pseudo-bye week. There was Thursday night football game, and they had Monday night football game. So it was like basically a little bye week there. After that bye week, they came back and they switched to offense to a Baltimore Ravens-type offense like Lamar Jackson running the show. And Fields has shined since then. And the Bears' offense has moved up to a top-seven offense averaging 25 points a game since then. And Fields has played great since then. I think he's a top-10-rated passer and a top-7-rated all-around quarterback since then, and now he's in the Pro Bowl consideration. He's improved greatly, and I know they haven't been winning, but it's not on Justin Fields. Justin Fields has improved greatly, and he's running this offense at a high level. He can run, and obviously last week was their bye week, but the week before, according to Pro Football Focus, Justin Fields was the highest-rated passer in the entire NFL. And that's for a guy that some people are calling a running back. Clay, when you watch him run, um, is he different than other runners? I mean, I, I've seen some of the games in the highlights. It just feels like when he gets into the open field, it's gone. he's gone. I mean, he's had a lot of these runs that are 30, 40, 50, 60 yards. I'm, I'm not trying to say yet he's Michael Vick or yet he's Lamar Jackson, but it, it does – he kind of remind, he kind of reminds me of those guys in the open field. Those are the only quarterbacks I can remember that when they get going, you can't catch them. You know, he's better than those guys at running the football. I mean, I know it's saying a lot, but he is. And uh, here's why: Justin Fields is six three and in some change, two hundred and thirty pounds, and he runs a four 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 three forty. This guy, according to ESPN Next Gen Stats, has the most. 20-mile-per-hour ball carries since anyone in the season already since 2017. This guy can absolutely fly. He has a good feel for the zone read. He can quarterback run, but he can also scramble. The one thing I need him to start doing more is keeping his eyes downfield and hitting those receivers. He's getting better at that. But overall, as a runner, I think he's the greatest runner as a quarterback the NFL's ever seen. Yeah, that means the Eagles have their work cut out for them here in this game. How about their defense, Clay? I know, I know they traded away um, Roquan Smith to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, obviously, Quinn was traded here to the Eagles. That hasn't worked out great so far. But uh, is it as porous as it seems? Or are they have young guys back there? Because it feels like this is a matchup where the Eagles should be able to score a bunch of points. It's the worst defense in the league. It's absolutely the worst defense in the league. And I, I mean, Chicago, I mean, I hate to say it, but they're bad. 
And ever since they traded, like you said, Roquan Smith, they traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles, it's gotten even worse. And Pro Football Focus also has them graded as the worst defense in the league, 32 out of 32. Their defensive line is, I'm not going to say it's the worst in history, but it is historically bad. They don't have anybody on the team with more than any defensive line with more than two and a half sacks. Eagles have five players with six and a half sacks. This team, his defensive line of Dominic Robinson, Justin Jones, Mike Pennell, Alfredi Muhammad, Travis Gibson, Angelo Blackson haven't came close to a quarterback in the last four weeks. They got one sack last week, and that was a cover sack, and you kind of feel bad for some of these defensive backs because they're not grading well. They have a high passer rating against, but that's because these these quarterbacks have all day to throw. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have a great day. They're going to be able to pick their poison, run or pass, because the Eagles, the Bears, I mean, give up 4.7 yards per carry on the ground, too. This is going to be a pick-your-poison type game. The only thing I have to say for the Bears on the bright side is that Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker will be back after missing two days with con- two games with concussions, and they've been decent. Jaquan Brisker is a Penn State grad. He's out there in Pennsylvania with the Eagles. He's looked the part. Kyler Gordon is atrocious in coverage, but he's really good against the run. According to Pro Football Focus, he's the third-worst cornerback in the entire league in covering a wide receiver. And how about an injury-wise? I mean, can can does Fields have anyone to throw to? I, I saw the Claypool's out. Uh, you know, Mooney's obviously out for the season. How about Fields' weapons? Or is this just going to be him trying to run around and make a play? No, I feel bad for the guy, man. I'm about to go and try to try to get myself on the roster right now and go and catch a pass for this dude. I mean, it's bad. You know, he's got Dante Pettis, Equinemia St. Brown, Velas Jones. Uh, I mean, Byron Pringle. And you've probably never heard of any of these guys and. It's for good reason. These guys are very good. I, I had high hopes for a couple of these guys before the season, but I mean, they're they're they wouldn't start. They wouldn't play in any team in the league besides the Chicago Bears. And Cole Komet is a solid tight end, but he's not going to get open on anybody. He's more of a, you know, he's gonna, he's a get open in zone type guy. So unfortunately, Fields is going to have to do it all himself, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the uh, the running game with David Montgomery can can do a little can do a little something, especially with Khalil Herbert out, who is one of the top runners in the league until he got injured. Clay, we'll end with this. Um, the NFC is interesting right now. The Eagles at the top, Cowboys trying to chase them down, and then you have some teams that people aren't sure about, right? The Vikings have had a lot of close games, and now the Vikings, excuse me, the Vikings had close games, and the Niners clinched the West last night, but they're on their third-string quarterback now, and he's, he's doing a pretty nice job, Brock Purdy. Uh, when you look at this conference right now, who do you think is the biggest threat to the Eagles once we get to the playoffs? Wow. Uh, I mean, honestly, it could be next week's game, the Dallas Cowboys. And I know they just uh, almost lost to the Texans, but they're 10-3. They've been playing well. I mean, they got Micah Parsons on the edge. He can ruin a game. You never know what's going to happen with Dak Prescott. So, in my opinion, that running game with Tony Pollard, he's, he's more dangerous than, than Zeke now. So, in my opinion, I would say the Dallas Cowboys, because their quarterback play, I put them ahead of the Vikings and the 49ers. But then also, if the Lions sneak in the playoffs, the Lions are a dangerous team right now. They got a great run game. Amon Ross St. Brown, a great receiver. Jared Goss actually playing pretty well. But in my opinion, it goes Cowboys, 49ers, and then Vikings. Because I'm not, Kirk Cousins hasn't won a big game yet. They just got beat by the Lions. And if the Lions sneak in, they're dangerous. Great stuff. Clay, appreciate you hopping on. As always, enjoy your night. Enjoy the weekend. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you, Clay. Appreciate you having me on.
There he goes. Clay Harbor, former Eagle, tight end in the NFL for nine years. Pretty high on uh, – how about that compliment to Justin Fields? I think he's the best running quarterback ever. You know, more than Vic, more than uh, Lamar Jackson. That's, I feel like it's the only way the Bears score points on Sunday is, is if and when. I'm sure he'll break a few. Justin Fields breaks plays. I mean, his running ability is off the – I think he's – does he have 900 yards rushing this year? He does. I think he's at 904. And he missed the game. 9.05 he's at through 12 games. And he missed one game, right, because he had the uh, the shoulder issue. So, yeah, I mean, would it surprise anyone if he gets closer or gets to 1,000 yards by the time this game is over? It wouldn't surprise me. Their he's whole top offense, 10 in rushing right now. Their whole offense is him. Um, and, I, you know, it's we don't haven't really seen this, right? Like, Hertz ran a lot last year, but he also had, he had a better team around him. Um, you know, Mike Vick, when he was young, ran around a lot. Lamar's never played on a bad team. We've never seen one of these great running quarterbacks. Or it's rare, you'd think, that they play on bad teams. So, like, the only way they, they, they can move the ball is this guy running around. His Claypool's not going to play Sunday. He's hurt. Uh, Mooney's out for the season. There's really no other weapons. I wonder how the Eagles defend Justin Fields on Sunday. Are they going to – I mean, I, they have to devote some resources to him. I'm just not sure who the player is. Is it Kaiser White? Yeah, I mean, usually you would bring in an extra defensive back, right? That's how a lot of teams kind of try to combat Lamar Jackson. The Chargers famously did it in his first playoff start by playing six defensive backs pretty much the entire game. The Eagles certainly have a lot of defensive backs right now. T.J. Gardner-Johnson's out. Reed Blankenship is still dealing with an injury. I don't know what his status is for for Sunday. I haven't looked yet, but he's out. It is interesting. You look, he's been playing his best football since week eight. He's completing almost 70% of his passes. He's got eight touchdowns to four picks. And he's averaging 108 rushing yards per game, but they're 0 and 5. It hasn't led to any wins at all. Yeah, I mean, they, again, they've won one football game since September, and that was a weird Monday night game where they upset the Patriots in Foxborough. That's it. They've won one Monday night football game or one game. Excuse me, it was a Monday night game since September. Yeah, Blankenship is out for this game. He's the only guy that was is, is listed out, so everybody else is set to play in this game. The other thing about about Fields is he does. And this happens to a lot of young quarterbacks. He takes a lot of sacks. And he throws a high number of interceptions considering he doesn't throw that much. Like, you look at his attempts this year. Does Justin Fields have a game he's thrown the ball 30 times? I don't think he has. I think I think 20-something is the most times he's, he's, he's thrown the ball in a game. Yet Fields this year has the highest interception percentage in the NFL. He has 10 interceptions on only 253 attempts. I mean, he's basically good for an interception per 25 attempts. Like, Fields throwing a pick on Sunday feels like a pretty good, feels like a lock. He also takes sacks. You know, he has taken, how many sacks this year we're up to for Justin Fields? He's taken... 40. 40 sacks. Wow. In the last year... The sack percentage is 13.7. So 13.7% of his dropbacks are sacks, and 4% of his throws are interceptions. Like, there will be negative plays. Like he's. Gonna, I mean, that's almost... One out of every five? Right. One out of every five and a half plays is a negative play? Yeah. Now, he'll make some big ones. He's going to he's gonna break a run where it's like, oh, my goodness. We're going to sc- scream and yell about Jonathan again, and he'll run for 40 or 50 yards. But he's also going to have one out of every five or so plays, a bad one, or it'll be a sack taken, or it's a an interception there. Speaking of sacks, I, I wanted to mention this because I, I was shocked at this stat. Re- Reuben Frank had this one. This is a very Reuben Frank stat. So – Right now, the Eagles have four players on the precipice, I would say, or close enough to, to 10 sacks. You know, there's never been a team in NFL history. This, this surprised me. 
to have four players with 10 sacks. And they could have, so Hassan Reddick's already there, so they got one down. Brandon Graham, eight and a half sacks. Javon Hargrave, eight. Josh Sweat, seven and a half. The Eagles have four players, at least in the range of 10 sacks. If it happens, they'll be the first team in NFL history with four players with 10 plus sacks in a season. That feels wild to me. There's been great defenses, right? There's been, I, I guarantee you, there's been defenses with four Hall of Famers across the defensive line or linebacking core. And how many guys in this list are Hall of Famers? Probably zero. I mean, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't think Javon Hargrave is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a, he's a nice player. Reddick's having a nice career. I wouldn't start, you know, carving the bust in Canton. Same thing with Graham. I mean, Sweat's got a lot, a long way to go. I mean, that's crazy. That that's never happened before in NFL history. Um, you know, it, it, when I looked up, I think Howard brought up a couple nights ago this defense compared to one of Buddy Ryan's defenses. So I went and, and I looked at that defense and all the sacks they had. Like half of their sacks that season were just from Reggie White. Reggie White soaked up all the sacks. It's it's kind of interesting when you think about this defense leading the league at sacks. They don't have one elite player up front. Like I think we'd all say Reddick's really good. Graham's having a really good year. Hargrave's really good. Sweat's really good. Fletcher at times can still be good. But is there one elite player on this defensive line or pass rushing unit? I don't think there is. They're a very unique pass rush in like most of these great defenses have one, like, like the Cowboys, right? Well, they have one guy. It's Micah Parsons. They have good players around him, but there's one guy that the, everything revolves around. The, the Rams last year, well, they had that one guy. They had, of course, Aaron Donald. You go back to some of the great teams with pass rushes over the years, they usually have one guy. You know, the way back in the day, Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White. There's not one guy here, Tucker. They have, they have a lot of guys. No, and part of the reason why I think they're all so successful is they have a lot of guys. Right? Like Brandon Graham is 34 years old coming off a, a torn Achilles, and he looks fresh as ever, right? Like he had to be out there playing late in that game the other day, and you look at what he's done. He hasn't played 50% of the snaps in any game. He played 29 snaps the other day. That's the most he's played since week 10 that lost to Washington right. and the defense was on the field for so long. I mean, what they've been able to do is a, very similar to what they did the year they won the Super Bowl and just – constantly rotating in fresh bodies at, at both defensive end and defensive tackle. I mean, they go legitimately three deep at, at every single spot on the defensive line right now. Unless I'm missing somebody. I, I would have to guess that if you, like, added up team sack totals over the last two decades, the Eagles are probably the highest uh, on the list without a Hall of Famer involved. Like, Sue's going to go to the Hall of Fame. But, like, if, if am I missing a Hall of Fame pass rush they had here in the last 20 years? Jason Babin? Yeah, right. There's none. They've had really good ones, right? Trent Cole, really good. Hugh Douglas, really good. More modern. Brandon Graham, really good. They just seem to always have a lot of good and get away without ever having anyone great. I guess Fletcher was great for a short, like, five Yeah, I don't years. know if he did it long enough to be a Hall of Famer, Probably but not. I would say he has the, the best case of anybody. It's just interesting. I mean, that that's an interesting way to build defenses, just a lot, of, just quantity of pass rushers. And I'm sure, I mean, Javon Kurse had a, a a moment in time where it felt like he was great, but he's not going to the Hall of Fame. You know, they just, they've never stumbled upon the Aaron Donald or, you know, the Von Millers of the world, like the guys that are surefire Hall of Famers, yet they've racked up all these sacks and all these great pass rushers. It's a very unique way that they've built this defensive line, and it's worked for years and years, and it's working again, and they might have four guys that have 10 sacks this season. 215-592-9494. All right, coming up, NFL picks. 
We will guess the takes for week 15, and we will get to our same game. Pro- I, I'm feeling a lot of pressure, Tucker. How are you feeling before we do this? I'm, I'm feeling pressure. Like, it, it should feel like house money because we hit one. But, like, last week we had, a, a, would say, at least a handful of people who, who were listening or maybe listen to the podcast or whatever, but they heard our same game parlay we put together with our props for the Eagles and Giants. They played with us, and and they won over $1,000 last week. Can we- Are you worried that if we win again, FanDuel may stop your sponsorship? I mean, it also should get them some publicity, right? Like, I feel like this will be a little bit of a story if, if two weeks in a row we hit this. I mean, it'll, it's going to be a magical Christmas I'm for just, all of our listeners. I'm just saying, yeah, I mean— Will they tell me to stop doing this particular segment? Will they say maybe you shouldn't do these same-game parlays on the air? Maybe. But we're going to do it again. Hopefully we hit it. So we'll come up with a same-game parlay, our, our favorite props for the Eagles and the Bears, along with NFL picks, guess the takes. That is up next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And look, one of the things I love about betting on the NFL is that I'm always finding new player or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forwards Casino is you combine these props with the other bets – from the same game to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for Sunday's games. Yeah, this could kind of be like a, a warm-up to the uh, the final parlay we put together coming up a little bit. But I'm thinking over rushing yards for both quarterbacks. I'm thinking touchdowns potentially for both quarterbacks and the over on the game with two teams that have been over teams all year long. Same game parlay, just one of the many reads I bet with FanDuel. Look, it's easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit easy to find your bet and live betting look it takes you it's fast like you want to put a, a live bet in boom you find it you drop it in immediately FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP I really like the FanDuel apps there's no feeling like nailing a same game parlay bet so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook sign up today promo code Gilio for your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 that's promo code G-I-G-L-I-O make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.